for some reason, Mark zooms in on Blind Bartimaeus. There's a place for you to shout right there to let you know that even when you're in a crowd and even when you think nobody's watching, even when you think you're just a number in the crowd, even when it looks like you're just somebody that's there for decoration or a wallflower, the God of the universe sees you right where you are. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Come and join us in the sanctuary as we listen in on a dynamic word from our senior pastor, Dr. Gina M. Stewart. Our text for today is one of many healing stories in the gospel. It is the last story of healing in the gospel of Mark. It provides a bookend or a backdrop, if you will, to Jesus' wandering ministry which began with the healing of another man born blind in in Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 26. Jesus was with his disciples and a large crowd, somebody say a large crowd. And you know how crowds are, a large crowd was seen leaving Jericho. Jesus is very near to Jerusalem. And the next chapter in Mark, tells us that they are on their way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And the Passover is the major Jewish spring festival that commemorates the liberation of the Israelites from Egyptian slavery. Do you know the book of Exodus, the story of Exodus, of how God brought the nation out, his people who he had chosen for himself with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And when Pharaoh refused to let the people go, there were a series of plagues that God released to demonstrate that he was the one and only true and living God. That while there were many other little G-O-Ds, little gods, just as there are today, there is only one God who is sovereign. There is only one God who is without peer. There is only one God who is in a class all by himself. And to demonstrate his sovereignty, God releases and unleashes these various plagues to demonstrate that he is the true and the living God. And one of the last plagues that was released was that every firstborn male in every Egyptian household would die or every firstborn male in every household would die except, y'all ain't saying nothing, had the blood over the doorpost. And because there was blood on the doorpost of those people of Israel, the death angel passed over and they were brought out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. God required of them that they would commemorate this with a festival. And they called it the Passover. So it is now Jesus is not very far from the cross. He is about to be the Passover lamb. The one who taketh away the sins of the world. Who goes to a cross and dies in our place. So that we might have life and have it more abundantly. His followers and Jesus, along with others, are now going to Jerusalem. And they would have created a large group of people because, you know, Jesus traveled with large crowds. The Bible tells us that there were men and women who gave out of their substance to support the work of Jesus. And so as he traveled, he had to be be surrounded not only by a crowd that had heard through the grapevine about Jesus, but also the crowd of people that traveled with him. I would imagine if I use my homiletical imagination that the journey must have looked something like a parade of sorts. And those who could not make the journey 
would gather along the roadside much like you see parades. When parades come through a city, you have those that are in the parade. And then you have those that come to see the parade. I can imagine in my sanctified imagination that those who were not in the company of Jesus would gather along the roadside to bid goodwill to the travelers. And here it is, the story that takes place on the roadside. Don't miss that. Somebody say on the roadside. Along with those who regularly gather to beg for alms to survive, a large crowd of gatherers and villagers have gathered to watch the travelers pass by. And as Jesus of Nazareth is thronged by Passover pilgrims who are making their way to Jerusalem, Mark narrows the scope. That's what I love about the scriptures. He narrows the scope. Don't miss this. There's a crowd. But in the midst of all those people, Mark narrows the lens. He zooms in, if you will. And he zooms in on a man who nobody would really pay attention to. His name is Blind Bartimaeus, who was also known as the son of Timaeus. He is sitting by the roadside. But in spite of all of the people, in spite of everybody that's in the crowd trying to see the procession as they pass by, for some reason, Mark zooms in on Blind Bartimaeus. There's a place for you to shout right there to let you know that even when you're in a crowd, and even when you think nobody's watching, even when you think you're just a number in the crowd, even when it looks like you're just somebody that's there for decoration or a wallflower, the God of the universe sees you right where you are. Why don't you just talk to somebody and say, the Lord sees you right where you are. Oh, I know some of you showed up for worship today and you think that the only people that God sees are those of us who are on the stage. Those of us with the mics in our hands, which is one of the reasons why we fight so much for significance to have a stage. But somebody needs to understand that the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Just tap somebody and say, the Lord sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. Here is Bartimaeus. The son of Timaeus, who by most estimations and by that culture was a nobody. He's a beggar and he's blind. He's a beggar and he's blind. And because he is blind, he can't see Jesus. But he hears. I wish I had somebody that could give God some praise for what you've heard. He hears all the noise and the commotion of the people pressing. He hears the murmuring and the whispering that Jesus is passing by. He hears the murmuring and the whispering that it is Jesus of Nazareth who is passing by. Like the woman with the issue of blood who got in the press in chapter 9. The chapter before this chapter. The woman who got in the press. The woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. Who had spent all that she had who would not have been eligible for Obamacare because she would have fallen through the cracks with the people who didn't qualify for Medicaid. Y'all ain't talking to me. She would have been one of those who would have fallen through the crack because the states opted out of receiving health care for certain individuals. This is a woman that wouldn't have been eligible for the health care from a hospital, but she must have heard through the grapevine that Jesus was giving out free health care. Is there anybody in here that can give God some praise? That when the doctors don't know what to do, 
when the medicine doesn't work, we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that's at work in him. I believe that just like the woman that must have heard that Jesus was giving out free health care, Bartimaeus had probably heard about Jesus of Nazareth, the Negro from the, na from the neighborhood, the Palestinian Jew from the hood, who the common people heard gladly, preaching signs and wonders, were all talking points for every woman at the well and for every man at the city gate. Everybody had a cousin or a niece or a nephew or a kin person or a kinfolk or a friend who had been transformed by the power of Jesus. Even if they had not come in personal contact with him, somebody knew somebody that knew somebody that had been touched by Jesus. Some of you ought to clap your hands now because even if you haven't had a personal contact with him for yourself, you showed up this morning because you just might know somebody that knows somebody that knew somebody else that has had a touch from the master. I wonder do I have any witnesses in here who have ever been touched by the hand of God. Bartimaeus couldn't see but he could hear. He must have heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing through the city. Possibly he had never witnessed any of his mighty miracles. He probably hadn't had an opportunity to talk with the widow of Nain. And so she could tell him about how Jesus stopped the funeral procession. Perhaps he didn't have a chance to speak to Mary and Martha so they could tell him how Jesus got Lazarus up out the grave. Perhaps he didn't have a chance to talk to the leper whose hand, the leper who Jesus healed and cleansed and gave them a new lease on life. Perhaps he didn't get a chance to talk to the man with the withered hand so he could tell him how Jesus gave him back the activity of his limbs. But his ears had been open. Just tell somebody you need to keep your ears open. His ears had been open. And even though he couldn't see, he had heard about Jesus. And I got a sneaky suspicion that he took seriously the hearsay about the people, the, what the people were saying about Jesus. I believe that he took seriously the wonderful sayings and deeds that people were saying about Jesus. And at one time, somebody possibly even said in his hearing, you know that man named Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Y'all know him, Joseph's boy. At least they say he's Joseph's boy. Mary's baby. Y'all know him. The one that has all them brothers and sisters. Walks around saying that he can give back sight to the blind. Word on the street. I wish I had somebody. Is that he healed the man by the pool of Siloam. Told him to spit in some dirt. And the man walked away and received his sight. I don't know about you. But if I had heard about something like that. And I was in need of a breakthrough. I was in need of deliverance. I can't get no help. I was in need of a miracle. I'd find my way trying to get close to Jesus. And even though he probably has no idea of Jesus' proximity, he does not waste a second, Lord, help me. Because he immediately, when he figures out that Jesus is somewhere in the crowd, he immediately starts to call his name. 
Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He doesn't sit back in self-pity. He doesn't wait for somebody to come get him. He doesn't wait for the usher to escort him to the front of the line. He takes responsibility when he hears that Jesus is in the vicinity. And the text says that he crazo. The Greek word for shout means crazo, which means he screamed. I wish I had somebody. It means he hollered, if you would, to the top of his lungs. Because he needed a breakthrough from Jesus. He screamed, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Though he could not see Jesus, he had heard about him. And was able to see more by faith than some who had sight. Can I tell you that one of the reasons why some people get what they need from God, while others don't, is because there are some folk that can see more by faith than they can see by sight. I wish I had somebody in here who could just look back over your shoulders and think about how you saw some things through the eyes of faith. I wish I had some witnesses that could take about 30 seconds that can testify to your neighbor and tell him I couldn't see it with my own eyes. Oh, but with the eyes of faith, I saw doors open. I saw miracles perform. I saw healing come. I got a breakthrough when I needed it. Somebody throw your head back and give God praise for the eyes. Just look at somebody and say, you need eyes. You need the eyes of faith. Now faith, I'm trying not to cut across the field, but I feel something happening right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Touch your neighbor said, don't write me off too soon. I may not look like much to you, uh, but thanks be to God. Through the eyes of faith, I wish I had somebody that could just give God some praise. You got that degree through the eyes of faith. You graduated from college through the eyes of faith. The healing came because of the eyes of faith. Slap somebody and say, it's the eyes of faith. He couldn't see Jesus, but he heard that Jesus was passing by. And he thought about who this well, this might be my moment. That's why you can't miss worship. Look at somebody. I said, that's why you can't miss worship. Because the day you miss just may be the day that something happens to change the whole trajectory of your life. Grab somebody's hand and tell them every time you show up for worship, it's a setup to change the whole trajectory of your life. Because when praises go up, he inhabits the praise of his people. And whenever Jesus shows up, when Jesus comes, all Satan's power is broken. Do I have any company in here that can give God some praise? Grab somebody's hand and tell a neighbor, I'm on assignment 
today that it just might be a setup for your 